Welcome to the Game Chat Podcast, Episode 5. I'm your host, Andrew. And uh, what we will be going over today is uh, we're going to be going over the Super Bowl. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's really it. And just the outcome of it, which was um, not in my favor. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers slightly blew out the Kansas City Chiefs 31-9, to giving Tom Brady his seventh Super Bowl ring. Which I don't even know where to start with that. Uh, he's won the most ever amongst players and coaches and teams. Tom Brady has seven. Then the New England Patriots have six. And this the six the Patriots have were with Brady. So this really just shows how much he could change a team so much. He he won the Bucks last year. They were. Maybe they they were below average. They were not a great football team. But now bringing Tom Brady here with them and Rob Gronkowski, who kind of put, put a really good cushion on them uh, to, uh, in the beginning of the game, scoring the first two touchdowns, put them up 14-0. Uh, he just, that's really all he brought with them, just a, a big tight end. And uh, he was able to change the Bucks franchise in one season with a Super Bowl ring. Now... Uh, I, but just the the Buccaneers defense played great against the Chiefs offense. But an, one thing that did lead up to that is there's two guards, two tackles, and a center. So that's that's five. Three of those five linemen they were injured. So you had three guys that have played almost none of the season and they're and they're expected to come out here and do well in the Super Bowl. I mean like and as if you guys watched the game, I hope you did. Mahomes was running for his life every single play. The line could not hold up not one person. Now, the Bucks defense, they did play very well. Devin White, I I think honestly should have won MVP, not Tom Brady, but I mean, I mean when you're when you're reckoning with Tom Brady, uh, the, you can't really have any questions asked. But, the, yeah, the Buck defense, they did really well. I, but I feel like if the Chiefs had a healthy line, like everybody was uh, – every uh, the whole line, the whole line was – the starting line was there, I think it could have been a closer game, maybe even a possible win for the Chiefs. But, I mean, just watching Mahomes towards the end of the game, he was running for his life. He was just – he would run. He was running back twenty yards almost every like consecutive plays, and just the throws he was still able to get off were insane. He just he'd run back twenty yards with three four Buccaneers running his direction, and and he's he was pretty much half tackled the one to the left sideline. He was half tackled pretty much by three guys, and he just turned around, threw it, made a catchable pass. And then, well, the one towards the sideline that was that maybe wasn't a catchable pass. That would have been a very acrobatic catch. It wasn't. That, I wouldn't say it was catchable, but it was. Yeah, it was. It was catchable, but very hard. But the one with um, the one where he was like was making like a shortstop throw, like a Fernando Tatis throw, that was right on the money. And it just it just went it just went straight through the running back's hands. And Mahomes knew it, 
I mean, if you saw his face, he put his hands on his helmet thinking like that was our shot to score. It, the, the game was over at this point, but it was still just upsetting to see how well of throws Mahomes was making and for them not to catch it. I, I, I felt bad for him watching it. I'm like, I mean, the, the kid the kid is 25 years old and he is going up against arguably, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, keep that in mind. That'll be for that'll be later in the episode. Arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, Tom Brady is not a force to be reckoned with. So I mean, he went out there. He just he um he gave it his best shot. I mean, he was making insane throws, which were definitely catchable. the The Chiefs receivers uh did not have their heads in the game. It was the, it's their most important game, most important game of their lives, and they weren't ready to play. Mahomes came ready to play. Mahomes had well m- much more yards than uh, Brady did, except Brady had three touchdowns and Mahomes had three interceptions and no touchdowns. So it was just very painful to watch Mahomes uh, lose that game. So uh, I feel bad for the guy. What? What the heck? We've uh, unfortunately just got word that uh, ex-NFL wide receiver Vincent Jackson found dead in Florida at age 38. Wow. Um, for those of you who don't know, Vincent Jackson was a receiver for the for the Chargers and the Buccaneers, uh, and just to, uh, he was six foot. He was six foot five. I actually just realized that just now reading these uh, articles. Um, wow, that's. That's terrible. Twelve. He played twelve seasons, uh, the last five with Tampa Bay, and wow, thirty-eight years. Thirty-eight years young. So, um, rest in peace to Vincent Jackson, and my condolences to him and his family. Now I'm going to talk about where I said arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, and said uh, said it twice. Um. Although he he just won his Tom Brady just won his seventh Super Bowl. I still do not believe he is the greatest of all time. Now, some of you, some of you are going to think like, "What the heck are you thinking? You're out of your mind." I'm really not. You see, it's hard to judge the NFL these days. The game has changed so. The game has changed so much with hitting the quarterback and just different rule calls and penalties. If Tom Brady played in the era of Lawrence Taylor, his career would be done. Tom Brady's career would be done. If he took one hit, one big hit from Lawrence Taylor, Lawrence Taylor is paralyzing him. Lawrence, the defense, like Reggie White, Mike Singletary, uh, Sean Taylor, Lawrence Taylor, the era back then, they were not a force to be reckoned with. They, those guys are the greatest defensive players of all time. I mean, we do have some really good NFL players, uh, defensive players these days, such as uh, J.J. Watt, uh, which actually an episode coming up on the whole city of Houston and the changes they've been making, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Aaron Donald. Um, who else? Uh, Fletcher Cox. And many more. Now, I'm not saying that they're not good. They're they're great. Aaron Donald is one of the best defensive tackles ever, I think. Maybe not ever, but he's certainly one of the best. Now, 
But all I'm saying is that the defense, defense, the game has evolved so much. Back back then, Lawrence Taylor hit the quarterback as hard as he wanted to. In today's world, it's not as easy. There's like roughing the passer, uh, unnecessary roughness, uh, and that has that's been more much more strict these days. Now back then, they could hit it, hit the quarterback as hard as they wanted. So I'm not saying he's he's not the greatest of all time. I mean, he still might be the greatest of all time. It would be interesting to see what how he would play ag- uh, against uh, Lawrence Taylor and them. But uh, he certainly is top five of all time. I don't know if he's at the number one spot. I think if you were to say the number one spot, you'd have to take take someone from Lawrence Taylor's era who has played with them and has taken those big hits and still highly succeeded uh, in that era. So I don't know how to uh, I don't really know how to like uh, debate it, but um, uh, yeah. So I think we're gonna end this episode for now. Uh, um, we're logging off for now, and uh, stay tuned for next episode. I'm gonna have a guest on for that, talking about the whole city of Houston and all the changes they've been making. So uh, logging off for now. I'll see you next episode. Peace.